To soar sorely is such a bore. A raptor up high has a real chore. Hunting for prey far down below is a bald eagle's typical M.O. But how can they fly for so long? Are their muscles really that tough and strong? Or is it the rhythms of Earth that keeps them up, sailing the skies with mirth? Flowing with convection is key to flight in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Are we not welcome back this time? I was doing the uh, the um, the pre-show. I was going to say welcome to the warm-up. Oh. <laughs> you, uh, yips. It's yippee. But thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about what KJV onlyists think ancient Hebrews made themselves bald as. But more on that later. Wow. <laughs> interesting interesting <laughs> i didn't think to go biblical with it but yeah i guess i i could have um yeah we're talking about the symbol of freedom the the thousand yard stare the bald eagle yeah uh the beagle <laughs> here like I, in classic LDT style we do this uh, we're, we're not we're, we're close but not lined up with the holiday that would go best with it I, it is almost Memorial Day and this will come out soon after that um, this will come out the day after that so right after your Monday morning off your Tuesday morning back to work You'll have you get to learn about beagles to listen about the beagles, yes, <laughs> the fox and the hound. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, although I, I don't think it's a beagle, um, but like also Shark Week will happen, and then like two weeks later we'll do a, a, our first shark in like three years <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's the bald eagle, also known as fish and grips, freedom feathers, and since you went biblical. I think it's Elisha. We'll go with Elisha. I think it's Elisha, the one baldy. Oh yeah. Is is it Elisha or Elijah that's baldy? I think it's Elijah that's going up your bald head. Elijah's the second second one, I think. Um, uh, goodness, that's like that's that's some Elden Ring naming right there. It's like, is it Melina? Uh, is it Melania? No, it's Elisha, Elijah, and they're like. They're pupil and mentor. They're not even like separated by hundreds of years. They're yeah contemporaries. <laughs> so the next guy is Elisha. 
Like, oh man, now I gotta remember. I, I bet you it's Elisha. Everybody, it's Elisha. Oh, is he the first one or the second one? He's the second one. Okay, I bet you when Elisha started his ministry, everyone called him Elijah for like the first five years. <laughs> no, they called him Yabaldhead, and then they died by bears. And they, <laughs> death by bears, death by divine <laughs> bears. Um, but let's taxonomize this. I don't know if, and if you may know the bald eagle, but I bet you have not memorized its binomial nomenclature because even after uh, having written this down several times and read it to myself, I will probably not have ever memorized this. <laughs> so the kingdom one. is when you know, love, and are in. It's the kingdom Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. As we, it's got a spine, and it's uh. Well, its spine is hollow because it's got to have, you know, the spinal cord in the middle there. But uh, we talked about hollow bones for birds a few weeks ago. Class is Aves. It is a bird. The order is, is Accipitriformes, which is those raptor birds of prey. Uh, the family is Accipitridae. Uh, the genus is Haliaetis. Huh. Haliaetis. There are four vowels in a row there <laughs> i a e e <laughs> what what are you supposed to do with that um but yeah haliaetis yippee kaye um the the species is leucocephalus that one's a little bit easier so haliaetis leucocephalus okay and since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, Critter Groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of the a group of this animal, or what is the term of entry, or what is the collective noun? We have done eagles in the past, um, but I don't think we, did, we didn't do this one. This is a new term of entry for, well, not new, but new to the show. If you saw a group of eagles, would you say it's A, a congress of eagles, B, a freedom of eagles, C, a spirit of eagles, or D, a spear of eagles? I guess we'll go with a congress, final answer. That's correct. Woo. It is a congress Cong of Isn't eagles. congress another one? I might be just be thinking of a parliament, a parliament a of owls. Yeah, it's a congress of eagles. Even though eagles are not bald, eagles are are a North American thing, but eagles in general are all over the world. So true. It'd be weird to like be in Mongolia and call it a congress of eagles. <laughs> um. But I think it's I think uh, it's confluence is the um, is the other one. Hmm. But yeah, con Congress of Eagles. Would you like to hear about what the bald eagle looks like in case you aren't an American? Are, still, though, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I mean I there aren't elef <laughs> elephants in the wild here, but goodness, I know what True. one looks like. But. Uh, uh. Let's, yes. talk, let's talk about what the bald eagle looks like. It is a large raptor with dark brown feathers all over its body and a characteristic 
pearly white head and bold, hooked, yellow freedom beak for tearing up that stamp act specifically. <laughs> the bald eagle's gaze is enough to turn even the staunchest red coat to stone thanks to its piercing yellow eyes and constantly furrowed freedom brow. Its yellow feet are thick and powerful for crushing oppressive overseas monarchies, and its red blood is pumped by a heart that ever beats for liberty and democracy. And its natos <laughs> are tipped with razor-sharp black talons for gripping prey and commies. So now you know. And it's a big bird. You say, you say it's natos? I sure did. Ah. Uh. Nice. Well done. It is one of the bigger eagles, if not the biggest eagle. A bigger eagle? Okay, a big a beagle? A big beagle? Do you want to know how beagle this beagle is? Mm, I don't like beagle. That's not a word that feels good in my brain. <laughs> Welcome to the Love Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms that's fun for the whole family. Uh, it's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in an, send in audio of yourself saying singing or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail dot com or uh, screeching you could you could do. We don't have a new measure up intro this week, so that means we get to hear from an eagle, and Carlos will know that it's an eagle. Is it going to be Sam Eagle? Because I'll take that. <laughs> Bald eagle. It's going to be a bald eagle. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Yeah, so there's a reason... Most of the time in a movie, when you see an, a bald eagle soaring and uh, looking majestic, and you hear this majestic screech, that it's an actual, it's like a red tailed hawk, usually. Because their actual eagle sounds like a disappointing seagull. Uh, it's a seabird sound. It sounds not cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I thought it was the go the the golden eagle has that like quintessential uh, peal that like no. high noon dual eagle screech, or is that a hawk? No, no, it's the it's a red tailed hawk that. The bald eagle, uh, the bald eagle scream heard in most movies and television shows is actually the call of a red-tailed hawk. Is this the same thing they did with the lion, the MGM lion? They're like, yeah. lions' roars are pathetic. Let's put a put a tiger roar in there instead. <laughs> Gosh, that That's... sounds like you deflated it. Uh, but yeah, probably sounds better in a canyon. <laughs> it sounds great in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it sounds uh, grand. Let's talk about their wingspan. It's between one point eight and two point three meters, 
or 5 feet and 11 inches to 7 feet 7 inches. It's a big boy. It's a big it freedom boy. Hug LeBron long ways. <laughs> uh, how many eagles go into the lo- but it never would because LeBron loves China. But uh, is how many but eagles- isn't isn't your wingspan supposed to be your height? So wouldn't his wingspan be that? Who's? Wouldn't LeBron's wings if he's is LeBron LeBron he's is in seven seven. seven. That's why I said he could hug you you don't need you're not you, <laughs> you hug people seven, who are five or you something. Hug, like that. I said you could hug him long ways. Oh uh, you can hug you know, somebody doesn't need to be your wingspan to hug them. Uh so yeah, how many eagles go into the longest flight ever made? Uh, by great circle distance. I tried to make this the what? longest. I tried to go by what? What is great circle distance? Is that a company? Here's a hint. Great circle distance is the distance along a straight circle around the globe, similar to as the crow flies. Oh, not taking the Coriolis effect into account that all planes have to take into account when they make long voyages. I di- no, it's by great circle distance. I think there's a specific route along the great circle around the globe. Uh, the longest flight by ground, or a couple routes. The longest flight by ground distance is held as a completely separate record. Um, but the Isn't one that, that we're looking New at... New York to, uh, to uh, Sydney or something like that? Could be. Uh, based on based on inception that's that's my inception knowledge kicking in it's been a while since i've seen that the one we're looking at though was made by air tahiti nui's flight uh tn64 in a boeing 787-9 which flew from tahiti to paris that's the longest flight that's the mm-hmm. so how basically how far is it by by as the Nazgul flies from Tahiti to yeah. Paris. But I um, I wanted to make it the longest flight in the air. Like the longest, the flight that is the, the longest time an aircraft was in the air. Which is way more interesting. Because it was in the stinking 50s. They were Wright brothers were just getting done doing the plane, and the, the and two no, guys. No, no, we like, had we the Wright brothers got done with the plane, and then we went to war and perfected it. <laughs> and then after the war, we were like, I don't have any more Nazis to shoot, so why don't we just fly forever? <laughs> and two guys flew for sixty four days in a Cessna. And they just do the like uh, airborne refueling refueling thing. Yes, but since it was just around Las Vegas, like they weren't, it was they weren't going anywhere. They flew in There's- circles for sixty days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they went, but I didn't get like I didn't get any like uh, how far they flew. Stats. I guess you just so take their speed just... and multiply it by how long they flew. Yeah. 
Gosh, Cessnas are so small. They don't fly very high. That must have been the most boring flight. It was so for boring. For two or months. For, for, for two months, yeah. Two months. There's no bathroom. This is like that one time you told you told us about the the longest like trip in a car that <laughs> they took was like drove like all the way around like to from LA to New York to back. Yeah. In one go without stopping. Um wow, that's crazy. Oh, but that's not what we're doing. We're doing the Paris to no. Tahiti. Yeah. Which is probably about half of the Earth's circumference or uh, circumference. It's, it's less interesting because it's it's a commercial flight. It's not two guys with a dream. It's just a regular commercial flight that happens to be really long. That does not run anymore. I do not off the top of my head even know what the ballpark is for how many miles the earth is around. <laughs> um, I, that sounds like something I've, I've known in the past, but man, it could be... It could be like 15,000 miles or it could be like 50,000 miles. Like, Here's I mean, a hint. I don't know. I have no idea how it is this distance. It also has to go north. He's in the, in the, is below the equator and Paris is pretty high above the equator, so... Um, I guess I don't understand great circle distance very well. Yeah, because whenever you whenever you look at the um, the if you're on a plane going like a really far distance, especially one that's going directly east or west, and they show you the route, they have to do this big like curve because they're taking into account the curve the 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 Earth spinning as well, the curvature of the Earth. So they ha it's it's not like straight there. It's up and over usually if you're like going across the, you know, the Atlantic or something like that. So that since they're going north. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to say I'm going to say 15,000 miles. There we go. 15,000 miles. Um, nope. Uh, 10.4 million eagle wingspan lengths. Yes. Final answer? Yes. The, well, it was 15,000 kilometers. No. Uh, the correct answer is 6 million. 6.8 million bald eagles. That is a or, D. <laughs> 9,765 miles? Doesn't that seem short? It does seem very short. 8,485 nautical miles. Because it's like 2,000 miles from here to Indiana. Or from South Florida to Indiana, I know that. Can you throw a stone from Tahiti to freaking France? Yeah, if you can throw a stone... Uh, six million bald eagles worth. Eagles, yeah. Let's talk about their weight. Between they're between three and six point three kilograms. 
or 6.6 and 3.9 libs. How many bald eagles go into the Anna Antonov? 13.9. How many bald eagles go into the Antonov AN225 Mariah M-R-I-Y-A? Say that in a Russian accent. Mariah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably fine. The heaviest aircraft to ever do flying. Here's a hint. The Antonov was a Soviet cargo aircraft turned NATO cargo aircraft uh, that was built in 1988 and was destroyed by Russian forces in the Battle of Antonov Airport in Kiev, or Kiev, uh, Ukraine, in February 2021. A historic plane destroyed recently. By those evil Ukrainian people defending their home. Well, it was. It wasn't. It was. It was in Ukrainian custody. Yeah, uh, we're gonna keep your murder plane. It was in NATO custody. No, no, no. It was. It was a NATO plane after the Soviet Russia collapse. Soviet Union collapsed. So Russia invaded, and tried to take the airport, and blew up stuff, including oh, this plane. Russia blew it up. Yes. Got it. Um, a heavy plane. I just listened to an Art of Manliness episode that talked about the B the B-17 bomber and how heavy that was. And I, I can't remember what they said. It was two days ago. You can't expect <laughs> me to have that kind of information on hand. Um, and that was like a that's a really big plane um yeah i think it's um it might be third or fourth on this on the list of heaviest planes the b-17 um or no the airbus i was looking at one of the airbus the airbuses um i'm gonna say an airbus is just a i think there's like a ton of those i think those are like commercial airliners anyway I don't know anything about planes. But this one's for Calvin. Calvin loves planes. Planes are really cool. I gotta say that. This is the biggest plane ever. Uh, in terms of weight. Um, 15 tons sounds like a... A lot. So we're going to go with that. 30,000 pounds. 30,000 smackly doos. Um, <laughs> divided by 13.9. We're going to say 2,158. Final answer? Yeah, 2,200. The correct answer is 101,000. Eagles. E oh boy. <laughs> the Antonov was six hundred and forty tones or seven hundred and five short tones. I almost said five hundred thousand pounds. That's a lot of elephants. But that's 
1.2 million pounds. Yeah. It's a heavy plane, and it flies. Well, because it's not about weight. It's about I guess clouds fly, and they're also... They're also a million pounds. pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Spread over vast distances. With the mongoose episode. Things that are a million pounds can definitely fly. I mean, just look at the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Is that flying? (laughs) That's bold to say. Uh, It's up there and it doesn't fall down, so that's all I know. Now you're thinking like a tribal... Like a flat earther. Yeah, fair enough. I was going to say it's a, suspended in the a, man of, a man of the tribe expanse. thousands of years ago. But I guess you could also say a flat earther today. But that's all I got for that. Do you have any quick fact before we get into the uh, high flying fact? Sure. Yeah. The, so the bald eagle uh, lives in almost all of North America from northern Mexico to Alaska to Florida to Newfoundland. The whole gamut doesn't live super far north and also doesn't live super far south. But that 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 rich, meaty center of the hamburger, that's where we live and that's where the bald eagle is. Um, speaking of things to eat, bald eagles will eat most any animal that is small enough for them to carry off in their majestic talons. Uh, they mostly eat fish, but they'll also snack on mammals, smaller birds, communists, and even reptiles. But it won't tread on snakes, no siree. In fact, they have over 400 species on the menu. They swoop down and snatch up their pathetic prey using special tools they have in their claws called spicules, also known as 45 caliber ACP hollow points in a 30 mag clip that'll blow the lung right out of your back. Um, and they also invade and steal the kills of other sniveling competition species that are too weak to do anything about it. They make nests that span over eight feet and weigh a metric ton, which is mostly made up of sticks they find. Uh, There was one in Florida that they found that was over nine feet long, so these massive, massive nests. Uh, Their calls, like we heard, are light series of squeaks and whistles, far from the freedom cry of your prototypical eagle and more like the battle fife of the Republic. They reach sexual maturity at about five years old and have an impressive mating dance uh, that involves plummeting, locking talons, and eating an entire 64-ounce steak so that it's free at Texas Roadhouse. They lay two to three eggs, which are actually larger the further north you get. It's not like the ring. It actually doesn't like just get larger in your hand as you walk north. Um, if, you, if you're an <laughs> eagle that is north, your, your eggs are going to be larger than ones that are closer to the equator. Um, the chicks fledge after 14 weeks and they are ready to take flight and police a grateful world for another 20 years, which is their average lifespan. Um, there used to be a lot of bald eagles in the U.S., but a pesticide called the DDT resulted in thinner eggshells and very low egg survival rates, reducing them to just a fraction of their population. Some estimate that there used to be 500,000 back in the 18th century, and there were just a little over a thousand uh, in, the, in the 70s, um, which is a pretty steep decline. Uh, Silent Spring. There's a famous book about it. Oh, really? I have not heard of that. The um, wind gen- it is it is not legal to kill a bald eagle uh, unless you get a license. And wind generator companies are licensed to kill four forty two hundred bald eagles a year. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh>. Wow. <laughs> just just a spree. I mean, it's 
I guess it's not a lot compared to their current population, but I mean, wait that's, a minute. Are they allowed to go and kill them, or are they saying they're, they're if allowed a bald to, eagle gets hit by a blade, you're fine as I long not, as you don't go over forty two th- forty two hundred of them? Uh I did not uh, look into the exact specifics of that. Um, like, if they have a really good year and don't kill anyone, any bald eagles by the blade, can they go on a bald eagle hunt? Killed by the blade? Did they? <laughs> did they get to kill eight hundred or eight? Did they kill, get to kill eighty four hundred? Then, um, okay, so it's wind energy. So you know your precious green energy is responsible for the mass murder of America's symbol of freedom. Um, enjoy that. Um, Greta Thunberg or whatever her last name is. <clears throat> I don't think she cares um, about the... Oh, well, she cares about animals, I assume. I actually don't. Yeah, I never sure. heard her talk about animals. I think she just doesn't want to die when she's 40 of of greenhouse gases. Uh, she'll die of uh, angry eagles. <laughs> <'Cause> they, <laughs> it's um, her fault. All that we talked about causation and all these qualifying things of cause... It's all Greta Thunberg. She's I'm only uh, twenty. I'm. Uh, it seems like it's more of an accidental thing if it happens by accident, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like. Oh, are you are you a, a, a wind generation company? Um, here, here's a here's a permit and a twelve gauge. Like go have at it, um, but that's uh, on. So that's ridiculous. But it's also ridiculous to be like, only forty two hundred eagles are allowed to fly into your windmills. Like, what are you supposed to do about that? Yeah, you, you gotta take it down. What if, Apparently, what if, if you paint one of the, if you paint a blade, then e- eagles and other birds will see that and okay. not fly into it. Well, that doesn't sound too hard to do. Um, I mean, if a whole Congress of Eagles comes flying into your your windmill, you could just have your whole operation shut down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the bald eagle has been a U.S. national symbol since 1782, five years before the ratification of the Constitution. Uh, but before that, many Native American tribes revered the bald eagle for several different reasons, including seeing it as a symbol of peace and also a symbol of fertility thanks to its giant nests. Um, Hmm. Which, if you have ever seen symbols of Native Native, uh, American fertility deities, that's pretty tame. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about uh, good old um, Ben Frank. No, no, we, I mean, we just talked about it, but you can go ahead and, and call that one. The Ben Frank guy, Ben, Frank, ben Franklin, reportedly did not want the bald eagle as our national mascot. Instead, he wanted the turkey. And the reason he didn't like the beagle is because they are kleptoparasites. They, he didn't want a sniveling little stealer as, a, as our bird. He wanted but- a thick, delicious... Ground bird. It, no, it's 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 the schoolyard bully. It just it just takes like oh I see you have a kill there. It's mine now. 
He he didn't. The sniveling one is the one that gives up their lunch. <laughs> well, he didn't want. He wanted. He said swiper no swiping. He didn't want. Uh, he didn't want an, a dishonorable bird. He as is he thought. Um. But but, but then also it's our God given right lame. to go west. <laughs> turkeys are lame, and if I don't care how good you cook them, they're dry. I cannot imagine. I feel like this would be a different country <laughs> if we had gone with the turkey. No one's going to put that on their shirt. We would have been Canada. Or their motorcycle. We the would have been Canada. The difference between Canada and uh, the United States is the eagle. Well, their national bird is a maple leaf. That's, that's Their national bird is a moose. <laughs> Is a moose dropping? It's, it's a moose. <laughs> I feel like a moose would win in a fight between between that and an eagle, but fair enough. Moose or but who's gonna crazy. look goofy doing it? That's true. Bullwinkle. The eagle that's will right. look will look uh, a rocky majestic which... dying, and the moose will look like a dork winning. <laughs> the eagle will just sound like a dork. <laughs> Sound, sound, yeah. like, sound like a seagull dying. <laughs> seagull squawks. Well, this is all irrelevant. Let's talk about... Do we? Are you done with quick facts? Yeah, I'm done. I'm calling this major fact, soaring wings like eagles. We're going back to the Bible. Mm. Soar on wings like eagles. Uh, eagles are known for their ability to see long distances, as your nickname suggested. But the reason they need to be able to spot prey from miles away is because they scan the ground from high in the sky. Very high, in fact. Eagles can comfortably fly as high as 20,000 feet above sea level. For perspective, a commercial passenger jet flies around 35,000 feet. Yeah, I know that because the guy who's flying the plane always says so. Um... They don't just fly high, they fly long. Bird Birds wearing tracking equipment have meandered through the wild blue yonder for 125 miles without landing. An effortless glide is around 20 to 30 miles per hour, so that means they can re- remain in the sky for like six hours without needing to put feet to branch. Wow. Six hours. It's not quite 64 days, but it's good. Um, bald eagles can sustain these long flights um, and use minimal energy with a few tricks in their aviation sleeves. Uh, the first is called dynamic soaring. Um, dynamic soaring involves flying in a loop between two air masses. And an air mass... Uh, air masses have different temperatures and humidity levels and the air may move differently. I mean, it may move at different speeds or in different directions. So an air mass is just like a pocket of air, um, that you can, you, there's like, there will be like a, like a border between two air masses where like the wind picks up. Uh, so a lot of times because of temperature is one of the factors in the movement of air in an air mass, um, air masses will be layered on top of each other because it gets colder when you go upper. Um, so the loop starts this 
dynamic soaring loop starts when the bird moves from one air mass into a moving air mass head on. So in other words, a static, stationary, stagnant air mass they start in, usually the lower one. And then when they go higher up into a moving air mass, they'll move they'll they'll go into it head on, kind of like entering the atmosphere in a in a in a space shuttle. And they just catch um, on fire. Yeah. Um, so that increases its speed and generates lift. So as soon as they enter the air mass, the new the the moving air mass, the eagle will make an immediate 180 degree turn and start to gain ground speed, which is speed towards the ground uh, as it glides down to earth, down towards the earth in a gradual slope. So it's not a it's not a nosedive. It's just like a slope down. So you're gaining speed, kind of like going down a hill in a, in a sled. So after gaining all that speed, they can restart the loop, go back up into the into the moving air mass without losing momentum. So this loop allows them to. Uh, this one's fun. Yeah, it allows them to just kind of coast for long periods of time. But bald eagles can also fly using thermal convection currents. So heat transfer is one of the main causes of ocean currents, weather phenomenon, and geological activity. So just like heat causes thermal convection in the Earth's mantle, it causes convection in the atmosphere. Uh, Thermal convection currents are created by the uneven heating of the Earth's surface, resulting in high-reaching columns of air. So warm air expands. This is why heat rises. Warm air expands and becomes less dense, which is why it rises above cool air. Um, so air the sun buoyant. heats... Yeah. So the, the sun heats the ground and the ground heats the air above it, which rises until it is cooled by low pressure in the high, high in the sky. Then it loops back down and repeats, creating convection. And there's a column of heat rising in the center. So the eagles will find these like little columns of heat and uh, camp out on them, use these currents to save energy, allowing them to allowing warm air to generate lift like a hot air balloon or like Link opening his glider above some burning grass. Mm, someone's been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. But yeah, so they they fly on heat. They're they're hot air balloons. As they should. And be. they're they're not the only birds that do this, but they definitely do it. Um it's part of the reason like oh we talked about before that in ancient Hebrew, the word for eagle and the word for vulture is very similar. Uh, it's a, because it's a both, soaring speck of bird way yeah, up there. It's a it's a word for high flying birds. And if you're ever reading the Old Testament and you come to Micah, where it says "Make yourselves bald like the eagle," and then you remember back to 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 LD taxonomy and remember like, wait a minute, bald eagles don't even live in the, uh, the ancient near East. How could they, 
Well, how could there be bald eagles in the Bible? There weren't. It was bald. It was bald, as in literally feather, the featherless heads of vultures. So it's, yeah, because this bald eagle, the bald eagle is not bald. It is covered with feathers, like a yeah. like most other birds. It just so has a white the, head. It's just that the word for eagle and the word for vulture is the same word. So some translations will translate that to vulture. Interesting. You better believe if I was a bird, I would be doing, I would be like, I'm, this flapping thing is not working for me. What, what forces of nature can I harness to do that less <laughs> while I fly? Because, and so I would gravitate towards uh, eagle for many reasons, but that's one of them. Hummingbird is like opposite end of the spectrum. That's too much, too much work. Oh, yeah. You can get, oh, you're on the bottom of the food chain. If you stop, you'll die. You gotta flap so hard all the time. You gotta work smarter, not harder. Use those thermal convection currents. But you literally get to drink juice all day. That's fun. Yeah, and also the hummingbird has like the longest migration. So, like, imagine if you like stopped drinking Hawaiian punch for like two minutes. <laughs> you died. You died. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, now I want Hawaiian punch. <laughs> I remember after I I went hiking for eleven days in New Mexico, and when we got back there, to the main base camp area, there was a vending machine with Hawaiian punch, and that's what I had, and it was mm, better <laughs> than any any beverage I've ever had. There is a um, I forget if it's Olipop or Poppy, like these healthy sodas, these like. The, the healthy sodas with, like, uh, apple cider vinegar to promote gut health that are only, like, 20 calories when you drink them. One of them has a Hawaiian punch flavor. They're only 20 calories, but they cost $20 per can. Yes. Yeah. So do you care about calories or do you care about your wallet? You can't care about both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not a Sven diagram. It's not a Sven diagram. No, these are two separate circles. But, speaking of flying in circles and vultures and eagles, is that it? Is it do you have anything else? Yep. The eagles and vultures are circling this episode. So that was the bald eagle. For you out there in Podcastia, squawk softly. Carry a big stick to your nest. And bop some commie field night mice on the head. Like the bald eagle here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey, Taxonomy Titans. I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> Man, I read everything else for... Well, except for that part. <laughs>
<laughs> Everyone knows mice are communist. Yeah. <laughs>